I'm Rick Lovins, math teacher at Low Miami High School, and you're listening to the Woodhinge Podcast. Welcome back for episode eight of the Woodhenge Podcast. I'm Mr. DeSanctus. And I'm Miss Frederick. Welcome back and happy homecoming week. Happy homecoming. Happy homecoming week. It's been an eventful week of all sorts of stuff. Parade, football game, homecoming dance, everything. Pajama day. That was my favorite day. I wasn't <laughs> feeling good. I forgot. So I was, everybody's in pajamas and I'm like in my dress pants and dress shirt like Dang I am every it. other day. Oh. Yeah. Definitely a missed opportunity there. I, Yeah. I mean, I, I try and wear sweatpants every day. I'm like, how can I swing <laughs> it? Mm. When I was looking at it last week, I have this like obnoxious T-Rex onesie. <gasps> yeah, it. like big tail and everything. Oh and gosh. I remember last week looking at it like I looked at my closet and I was like, I just might teach in that for a day. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the weather and was like, it's going to be in the 80s. And this yeah. thing is, to call it warm might be an understatement. Um, so I just kind of tabled it. And then Monday morning... Not feeling good. Just completely yeah. forgot about it. So, yeah, sorry, party pooper um, in I the DMA like a, room. I looked like a frumpy individual. I just did. I had a student who was like, is that really what you wear to bed? I'm like, yeah, unfortunately. It's what I wear actually outside of school. <laughs> That's the worst part. I, like, don't look like a normal human being. I guess maybe I do. That's the problem. They were like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, outside um, of work, it's a little bit of a different deal. You yeah. kind of see us a little more polished here, whereas – I have run into students outside of work, and I don't think, like, they just, they walk right past me. They see me, and they're like, oh, my God, it's like a rat woman. <laughs> she <laughs> looks like an undead individual. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's no coffee, nothing. I mean, just... I look like a horror walking. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that that's the homecoming for me this week is me just trying to Trying look. to find a way to wear sweatpants. Yeah, seriously. That's, all right. I respect the game. Uh, but with it being homecoming and you being from here, mm-hmm. is there anything cool that kind of comes back around when you see this now, like being here as a staff member versus being here as a student? I didn't realize the hype that – I don't know. I guess I didn't realize the hype when I was a kid in in school of homecoming and how, like, even the teachers get into it and like how much that adds to the overall like fun of it. Cause I know that my friends would just do it like, you know, costumes and whatever. And then I had a lot of people who just didn't do anything. So to see the school spirit now is overwhelming. Like we had the craziest, the, what is today bring anything but a book bag day. And we never had anything like that. And it, it's just so fun to see everybody, people, the kids that I would never have thought would even do spirit week are doing it. And I think that's so special. I had a kid drag a kayak in my room with his Mm -hmm. books in it. Mm -hmm. I saw a kid carrying a cabinet. I saw a microwave, wheelbarrow, seed spreader. Mm -hmm. It's it's quite an adventure. It's been fun. I mean, it's definitely wild and I'm not sure how I feel about it still, but it's definitely unique and I want to explore it again. I think if we did it one more year, I feel a lot better about it because I think this is the first year we've done it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, as an alum, like I, homecoming was always so much fun and it's still fun now. And the dance is like the best part. I, I, even as a chaperone, I don't know if I'm able to chaperone this year. I'm still on the fence about that. But, um, when I normally chaperone, 
I still bust down in the corner. Like I will be the teacher. I, I believe it. Just I'm like, and my the kids are like, oh my god, Miss Frederick. Stop, mom! You're embarrassing us. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, I will keep going. You guys don't realize, but this is my jam. Like I listen to the same music you do too. I'm just way older than you. (laughs) So today's guest uh, with Homecoming Week, we wanted to kind of dip into to some little Miami stuff. So we're going to sit down and chat with Mr. Lovins, who has been here for quite a while, went to school here, mm-hmm. somebody you have some memories with from your time I here. I do. Um, and, and bringing it as a throwback here for Homecoming Week. Ready for episode eight? I am. Here Let's comes go. episode eight of the Woodhenge Podcast with Mr. Rick Lovins. Thanks so much for listening. ready i'm so ready Let's so ready this. or just ready ready I'm so ready but looking forward to this one yeah something different yeah all right <laughs> is this this is eight right this is episode eight one for ep- us you're episode impressive. eight holy cow i know all right you ready yeah welcome back for episode eight of the woodhenge podcast i'm mr DeSanctus, and i'm miss frederick and we are joined by a legend in these walls mm-hmm. mr rick lovins math teacher extraordinaire sir thanks for taking your plan bell and coming hanging out with us down here you're welcome. I don't know if legend fits perfect, but um, I like it. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. <right? laughs> Legendary. <laughs> um, you've been around here for, I mean, her and I haven't been here that long, although you had your previous stint. I had you as a teacher. <laughs> I know. I, I do enjoy that when I have uh, mm-hmm. you know former students come back and teach or just come back and see us. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's always nice to have that. What yeah. was What was he like as a teacher? Hmm. I mean, I feel like I got a lot out of your class and I remember, actually, I remember a specific moment and it was so funny to me. I sat in front of my friend, Sam, and she would draw little pictures and stuff on the top of my test and whatever. And then I, or not my test, but like my worksheet or whatever, when we were able to like work together and I'd be like, you, you have to like erase it. And she wouldn't. Right. So then I remember one time I turned in the paper and you're like, you always do these little drawings and they're so sweet. And he's like, and the best part is your math is always right. And I was like, Oh, good. Okay. I'm so nervous. But I mean, you, I feel like you were really set. You had really high expectations. I think the kids in my grade, at least we followed them to the best of our ability. I know we had a lot of goofy people in our grade. So, but we, I mean, you just set a standard and we were like, okay, that's what it is. So right, no nonsensical, and, but you were really funny too. Well, I, I try to throw that in yeah. there, but I mean, I've, <laughs> I've prided myself on, I mean, this is 25 years at Low Miami as a teacher mm-hmm. and I've um, done AP calculus. Yeah. I brought in AP stats um, for a year or two. I brought in AP computer science. So all of those are advanced placement. Yeah. And then also the uh, calc and everything. But yeah, I always pride it on set high standards, but mm-hmm. try to make it as enjoyable as you can. And of course, I said calculus and statistics <laughs> and, you know, that doesn't always, you know, bode well. I mean, social studies can be really exciting. English can be really exciting in terms of, oh, we love that book or, you know, the story. Mm-hmm. But um, calculus and so on, I mean, although I enjoy it and I like to tell mm-hmm. the backstory, but yeah. So uh, hopefully everyone enjoys or as many as possible can enjoy the yeah. class. I always liked, I feel like, I don't remember if you specifically had said that, but you had implied one time you're like the best part about math is it is just straightforward. You always have an answer of some sort. And if there is no answer, then there's an answer for the no answer. And I was like, 
That's the best part. I like that. Yeah, I mean, and that is good. Like, I would hate to teach, and no offense, but I would hate to teach English (laughs) because I could not be that objective, you know, as far as, oh, this is a good paper. I know there's standards and there's Mm -hmm. rubrics, but for me, oh, you did the calculus right or you did the statistics Mm -hmm. right, and that's the correct answer, and there is no other, you know, there's no gray area. So that always makes it nicer for me. So Yeah. So you've been here for 25 years. How did you get... Like, how did you end up here in the first place, I guess, is, is what I want to ask. Well, um, it, really by fortune. I was – so after I graduated college or graduate school, um, I was at a private school in Fairfield. It was a very small school, like 100 students total, oh, pre-K wow. through eight. Oh and God. I was actually the director there, so that would be like a principal. Mm-hmm. And it just was fortunate. I had graduated, had no education degree at all. I had my master's in math and decided, oh, I think this teaching gig could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I applied for this job at this private school and they gave it to me, fortunately. Um, I learned a lot there, but it was time. It, it was about the third, maybe, yeah, third and a half year. Um, Roger Levo saw me. <gasps> Um, which Roger Levo is a legend of math teachers here at Little Miami. Um, He saw me somewhere. I think it may have actually been, I think the first time we saw each other was at the 1992 playoff football game Mm. that was in Dayton. And we talked a little bit and reconnected. And uh, he he reached out to me and said, hey, um, we're having some changes. Don Muchmore, another legend, Mm -hmm. um, was changing from math to woodshop, which we still offered at the time. And they were like, we need a cow calculus teacher. And wow. it just so happened the fortune was I said, yes, this is the time for me to change because private schools don't have the retirement system. They don't have the benefits, et cetera. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I'd like to come back to my alma mater and, yeah. and teach at Little Miami. And I've been here ever since, whether they like that. it or not. I mean, not <laughs> <laughs> going anywhere anytime no, we, soon, we I like guess. It. But, um, <laughs> how... 25 years is a long time. How – is you were in the – was now the Morrow Arts Center as the so high school? Not as – the high school would have been the Salem what, – what they can consider Salem Elementary. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Morrow Arts oh. Center is where I went to elementary school at, though. Um, and that was the original high school uh, way back. Okay. So now you're that. going way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Out of the that. realm. I, I mean – I didn't get to school by horse and buggy, but <laughs> but you there just wasn't enough. So when someone had a plan, they had to leave their classroom and go to the teacher workroom, and then you would go in their classroom and have class. Interesting. Did that like – I mean, I feel like I look at my first year, and one of my favorite parts about teaching was having my own classroom and like putting up my posters and putting up things like that. Do you feel like you missed out on that aspect? I I don't know. I mean, when I started here the first, I think two or three years I was traveling. So Hmm. you didn't know any, I didn't know any different. Does that make sense? So I didn't know any different. It was like, well, this is what you do. One day I'll be, you know, good (laughs) enough. One day I'll have my own place. Just like having an apartment when you're young. One day I'll have a house. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it it was tough because you had to carry everything and you Mm. you had all these folders and, oh, for this class, here's my copies. Uh Uh-oh, I forgot my copies. And, you know, you, you 
you walk in, of course, technology was not as much as it is today. Mm-hmm. Students didn't have computers and, and everything was pretty much either chalk or overhead or whatever. And so you would walk into class and you might be using overheads because that's what you enjoy using. And then you walk into another class and they don't have an overhead mm-hmm. projector. And so you're using chalk and, and et cetera, you know, so just you wow. sort of had to roll with it and it was tough. Wow. Yeah. You got to be really flexible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So when you did get a classroom, how did that change? Like, did it change your teaching style? How did you feel about getting your own space? I mean, it, it gave you a home, so to mm-hmm. speak, you know, so um, less steps it, throughout the day. Less steps. Yeah. <laughs> I probably needed the steps anyway. But, um, but yeah, no, you got to, again, I'm not a big decorator like elementary school teachers would mm-hmm. have to be, but still it, it did. You could put up some things that you enjoyed, like, you know, here's my posters of, you know, running or something like that. Or here's my Pittsburgh Steelers uh, banner oh, yeah. or something. I know oh, that, that. That'll, that'll probably give me a bunch of booze, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it gave you a home and everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, I moved into what was, I don't know what room it is now because we've changed all the numbers, but I was upstairs on the second floor here when mm-hmm. I finally got a room and then stayed there about three or four years and then they changed to where we are now. Wow. Because they departmentalized. We used to be just all spread out and it was sort of maybe some freshman teachers in a hallway and then sophomores in other hallways, mm-hmm. but now it's English department here, math department there, et cetera. Wow. Oh my goodness. So then can I ask, I think we've asked something like this. I'm going to go back to your high school days. Okay. What kind of a student were you like? <laughs> um, I, I guess I would be considered a nerd athlete, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I was a good student. <laughs> I will be honest that I didn't take English very seriously. It's okay. Uh, being <laughs> a math person, I was, I was math and science all the way. So mm-hmm. I, um, but I was a pretty decent student, you know, A's and stuff like that and prided myself on that. Um, but yeah, I can remember being in like English class and we didn't, well, we had just started having honors at that time. So the oh. school district didn't even have honors in a lot of departments. Wow. And because I was in physics with Mr. Gray and, and um, they called it advanced math with Mr. Lapelli and things like that, that I took just regular English. Mm-hmm. And the English teacher was mad at me because she knew I could do uh, honors English. Yeah. So I would write a paper and it would, again, I'm not bragging, but it would be probably better than the average mm-hmm. student. So I'd get an A. I'd do that paper real quick and I'd go work on my physics. Oh my, my gosh. Physics. And she, oh, she got so angry at I me. I have students just like you and I'm like, <laughs> smart all around, but they just love the math and science. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. That's fair. Well, but, the odd thing was when I came back and she was still teaching, we became oh, very good friends. Oh, my it, gosh. It's Jen Leesman, if, if oh, anybody okay. would hear that name. But it was Jen Leesman. And we, we, you know, now we're, you know, or at least when she was here, you know, teaching, we were good friends. And so that was weird coming back mm-hmm. and teaching. But, yeah, I mean, high school for me was academics. I, I took what I could to try to better myself. I knew I wanted to do something in STEM area mm-hmm. uh, and so on, but I also enjoyed, um, the thing I remember the most is probably athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a very good football team. I was on a very good wrestling team. I did all right myself, you know, oh, wow. and, um, cause I always look, I was, again, everybody probably thinks, oh, this, the time when I was here was really good and all this. And that's probably true, but I was fortunate. I feel like, um, 
in my opinion, a big heyday of athletics here at Little Miami was probably in the mid 80s to the mid 90s, maybe early 90s. And I happened to be in there in that 84, 88 kind of range um, where our football team lost, I think, four games in four years. Wow. we had really good wrestlers going to state. Um, we missed the league championship in wrestling by points, you know, very low points, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed that part, but, you know, so I tried to balance it. Athletics, yeah. academics. So um, you talk about the athletic stuff, and it brings me to something that I, I mentioned to you before, and I <laughs> kind of want to follow up with you on, because the very first, I think it was the very first episode of the Panther Show that was ever done, we had a crew that explored the Rat Pack. And the right. origins of the Rat Pack, and as I understand it, that was kind of around that same, around that same time, wasn't it? It was. Um, I have a little difference of opinion, but I don't know the exact history. But I know the shirts that say Rat Pack established like nineteen ninety something, mm-hmm. and I sort of argue that a little bit. So at least from my experience, and this goes all the way back to when I was in junior high. We had a coach here. Um, he was a coach of a softball team, uh, Jim Lowe. It was the winningest team in Little Miami history uh, for any sport. They finished second at state. Wow. My sister was on that team. That's why I remember so much. <laughs> um, but he started saying, Kings is always talking about you being river rats and, and you're river rats. And so this is back in like 80, probably 82, 83. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you guys got to embrace that. You have to embrace being a rat. And so we did. Now, that wasn't officially a rat pack, but we started embracing this idea of being rats. Um, I tell some of the kids some stories, and I don't know if you would want to do this today, but we would go to basketball games and, and uh, you know, big crowd and everybody, you know, here's the uh, rat pack or whatever you want to call it back then. And we had a friend that grew lab rats big white lab rats and we put one of those in a cage and we made the cage look like a giant mouse or a giant rat oh my god and we would push it out onto the court and run into the refs like before the game would start and and of course we were blind because we had dark glasses on we'd be like oh sorry we're blind oh no you know and (laughs) most of the refs would get a good kick out of it but we were you know and then we, we would wear uh, white T-shirts that would spell out, you know, homemade that would say, you know, R-A-T-S, you know, oh, three, you know, shirts or whatever. So it was there. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's where officially at some point, maybe it was in the early 90s, probably with that 92 football team, they decided to say, this is the Rat Pack. It's okay to like do it this way. It. Formalized mm-hmm. it and so on. But That's cool. That's at least my knowledge. <laughs> I love the Rat Pack. I think that's such like a weird, it's a very, it is such a little Miami thing. It really is. Is I I know that I was talking when I did my student teaching in Athens, Ohio, I was talking to them about like what their school was because they were the Athens Athens Bulldogs or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, I felt like we had two mascots basically. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, we were the Panthers, but we are really the the River Rats. And they were like, what the heck? So, yeah. That probably cool. is a little bit of a little Miami thing. Now, right. I don't know if I can say this, but we used to call the so – Kings would make fun. Because back then, Kings and little Miami, that was the rivalry. Mm-hmm. And we were calling Kings the swamp turds. 
<laughs> Y'all go ahead and leave that in. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Um, I don't know if you want to start that back up. I don't think we would, but but yeah, that's where and that's why they would call us river rats and back mm-hmm. and forth and, and things like that. So that's fine. But kind you're of, right. I'd never thought about two different mascots. Yeah. It kind of makes me a little jealous because where I went to school, I was the second class to go all the way through my high school. Mm-hmm. So like homecoming there, like didn't mean anything. There was nobody. There was nobody coming home. Mm-hmm. Like there was no school here two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a district that was split. Honestly, it was a lot like this. Our building looked the same. I told a couple of kids, like, the colors looked the same. Mm-hmm. Like, it terrifies me when I come in here every day. I'm having these, like, PTSD flashbacks. Like, I'm back in high school. But we didn't have, like, a student section. Like, there was mm-hmm. no – you had to build that tradition from scratch. And two years in, that tradition's not there. Yeah. So it is kind of cool when we come here and we already have the rat on the stick. And, like, it's already established that if they say it's tie-dye night at the football game, like – you show we up have the 500 people there in, in tie-dye, and that's just what you right. do. Because that was not how it was. Where Yeah, I bet it's kind of jarring. It's, 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 it's different. I mean, coming in from the college scape, like I had seen it because I've seen some really cool student sections in my mm-hmm. day in sports. But, yeah, it's it's different. Definitely a little Miami thing, but I feel like we do it pretty – seems like we do it pretty good. And they do a nice job of, I mean, honestly, just continuing the spirit going. Mm-hmm. And I know that helps the, the teams and, and the fans in general because – I mean, let's be honest, at times we've not done so well in, in certain, mm-hmm. you know, athletics. And But they've been there and they've continued to show their pride and, and show their spirit, which helps everybody. Yeah. So from the time that, you know, you were here and the Rat Pack begins and you're this monster athlete and straight-A student. <laughs> I don't know how, about that. How, what do you think is the biggest area that, like, we've seen this place change? Other than obviously the physical building. Like, what's, I mean, just in my four five years here I've seen changes I can only imagine what it's been over 25 years you know the first I think probably the first 10 or 15 years I was here it stayed a, about the same size mm. um, I graduated with 186 and then I know I was senior advisor here for a while you know in the um, in the early parts of me teaching here and graduating classes were maybe 190 maybe 201 I mean it took us a long time to get above 200 even though we might have classes of 225, we'd have so many that would move on and mm-hmm. and, and so on. But anyway, it, the graduating class was around 200. In the last, what has it been, five, seven years, we're up to 250, 275, yeah. hitting 300. Um, and just – and this is a good thing, but the diversity of students. We're, we're getting a lot of different just, – just different than what you normally would – would think of Little Miami in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. I mean, just and that and that's a good thing, but it's just that change and, and that adaptation of of looking at okay, we have to do things differently at times, and we're just this much bigger. So, like mm-hmm. they were talking, we were just talking a few minutes ago, homecoming dances on Saturday. It's outside on the football field. We yeah. have no room for all these students if if it rains and it's supposed to rain. Yeah, it's like 50 percent now. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, hopefully. It doesn't rain for those students and not ruin their time. The kids were asking, are we going to move it inside? We can't. We don't have the space. Mm -hmm. You know, so just those kind of things. I mean, our homecoming dance, we could use half of the gym and we'd be okay. I mean, (laughs) yeah, um. I I do remember because first year teaching or was it for sure? When did they start going outside? Mm. Was Was it it was like 2020? I think 
20? Well, no, because oh, before that. I think it was after Outs- that. No, actually, I, think, yeah. I think he's right because COVID year. I think COVID year. Uh, they that they decided to let's that. put it outside, which would have been 2020, 2021. Yes. So okay. That makes sense. I was thinking 2019 because they had like inflatables in the gym, but I, cause I was in there and I was, I guess that year before they went outside, I was just thinking, this is like the most crowded place I've ever been in, in my entire life. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this again. Like, supervise right. but yeah it's it's so big i completely agree it's nice when it's outside uh-huh. and it's you know the weather's good weather nice. the weather's mm-hmm. nice yeah. and so on <laughs> but um yeah I, I just think that's it i mean and i i know it's surprising that they say that at least the plan is maybe another you know we're going to be too big for this school and they're going to build another school right, in yeah. five or six years and and at first i was like i don't see that really necessary but now i'm like Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we, we might need to, you know. So that people don't go back on traveling wheels for their teaching yeah. and stuff. I'm so nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. I don't know that. I don't think that'll happen. Like, cross my fingers. But my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was the reason. But I, I couldn't yeah, recover. But that was the reason for it. We just wow. didn't have enough rooms. Even when we moved to here, we moved into because it took so long to pass the levees to mm. build the school. Yeah. That by the time they used the funding to build the school. It had gone up in cost. I don't know exactly how much, mm-hmm. but it had gone up in so much in cost. And they were like, look, that's all we can build. Because mm-hmm. now, if you, I don't know if you know this, but the original building did not have this wing, which is the, the mm-hmm. 1230s right. and the 2030s. And then it didn't have the back part or mm-hmm. the new addition. So it was down to two hallways, the cafeteria, et cetera. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, two floors, but. Still yeah, because we're down in the hallway closest to the staff parking lot mm-hmm. where I got Wysong across the hall, Krista Parker's next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of the newer, the newer ones. And, I mean, they kind of blended it in really well. It took me a little bit to realize until I saw a couple, like, the seams on the wall. And it's like you realize that they mm-hmm. just butted it right up against. But yeah, yeah. but people forget that. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that part wasn't even here, yeah. you know, back when you – because I have parents come back now because I'm – I've been here that long, right? <laughs> but I have parents come back now with their kids or at least or former students and so on. And, and they're like, I don't remember this being this way. And I'm like, no, there wasn't a hallway there. There wasn't another wing. There wasn't, you know, so. It's wild to be able to see the changes, though. I bet it's exciting. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. I mean, not necessarily to get older, but, you know, <laughs> to see the changes. Um, I have two questions for you, and they're kind of like – Outside of the realm of teaching, but when you're not teaching, what are some things that you like to do for fun? Well, I like to do a little bit of everything, I guess. I I enjoy camping uh, when we get a chance to do that. Um, My wife and I like to go camping. Um, I spend a lot of time with my new granddaughter. She's nine months old. Congratulations. Um, That's so exciting. Um, My wife and I are both outdoorsy people, Mm -hmm. so we may not look it all the time, but... um, (laughs) We do kayaking. We do hiking. Nice. Um, she does. I used to run a lot, but now I'm relegated to uh, walking. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being outdoors and, mm-hmm. and enjoying things. Um, you know, we try to, but my wife is not a teacher, so she's got her, you know, like in the summer, I'm by myself most of the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. now I'm, I'm taking care of the too. grandbaby, yeah. but you know, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's different. Some people are like, yeah, my wife and I, we both teach and, and we go off and we just do all these elaborate things. And my wife doesn't teach. Yeah. And, um, yeah, nice that over there uh, <laughs> waving, saying, yeah. I get to go off and do what I enjoy. <laughs> it. 
because I mean, that's how we were. I mean, she, my wife's been teaching since she got out of undergrad. And I mean, we liked the camping and the outdoor stuff too. And our first like big trip was our honeymoon. I was like, I only have like seven days of vacation and we're trying to go to Wyoming. So what are we going to do? And it was a long drive, long drive. But now it's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to need like a week to chill, sit in the pool, kind of unwind. And then do you want to get in the camper and go for a month or two? Yeah, there's definitely some like major, mm-hmm. some major perks. And it's it kind of has her and I like rethinking some of our future plans of like, because oh, yeah. she has her admin license. She, she wants to go on to admin, but she's like, you know, I don't. I don't know that I want to lose out on like that quality time that we get. The school year mm-hmm. can be busy, but we know Christmas break and Thanksgiving break and June and July that like spring breaks never line up. But you know, June and July we're we're golden. Yeah. I tried to convince my wife, and uh, she did not buy. It. <laughs> she's, like, no. she's like, no, I'm not going in there with those teenagers. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, my my wife did was one of the reasons I'm teaching. She she was one of the ones who was like, hey, you'd be good at it. I think you'd like it, and it's not your old job, so you got that going for you. So, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm my fiance is the same way as your wife and I. I like all summer long, I was like just twiddling my fingers and I was like, okay, I guess I'll work on my master's degree and call it a day. And I don't have a, I don't have any grandbabies. I don't have any babies. So I was just like, oh, dang it. Like I got nothing going on. So but I get that. It is tough. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's wonderful to have the time off that you get off. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you're, you are probably working on your master's. I did the same stuff <laughs> and so on. But um, now I'm a little bit you know, older in, in that. And there are things that I used to coach, you know, I coached for about 10 or 12 years here oh, yeah. and I, and now I don't coach, you know, stepped away from that. And so, yeah, I'm trying to fill things with different things that I can do. New hobbies. New hobbies. And, and yes, yeah, so oh, I, I got to find some of those non-expensive hobbies. Though. Oh God. I know there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to do. I feel like, especially in the fall, which brings me to my second question. Okay. What is your favorite fall activity? I have to know. Favorite fall activity? Uh-huh. I'm not sure. Like pumpkin carving. Like, do you guys do that anymore? Like pumpkin carving. Do you not do that either, Mr. DeSantis? No. That's a no. Nope. Guys, so come on. <laughs> I, when, I mean, I will say that was always a fun time. When my daughters, they're, they're now 22 and 20. So when they were younger, obviously, pumpkin carving. I used to, you know, put fake um, uh fake tombstones in the, in the, your, I made them myself just out oh, of wood, like wow. plywood and, and would put, and they would paint them every, so I guess that would be a fun thing, but that's in the past. You know, yeah. Now they're older, but they would come and they would, uh, I'd paint it with white, uh, whitewash paint. And then they could bring in their own paint and make, you know, all kinds of Mr. Bones lives here or, <laughs> you know, and uh, do, do different things along those lines. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just doing those kind of, it's not as relevant anymore, I guess. But you know it's relevant and what will be relevant. You have a grandbaby. I, yes. What are you most excited about being a grandparent? I'm enjoying watching her grow up a little bit. I mean, you know, I, you forget when your children are twenty some years old. Mm-hmm. You forget like uh, when when did they get teeth? When do they start eating oh. solid food and and all this kind of stuff? So even though. I, I would like a little bit older right mm-hmm. now, you know, the, like once they start talking to you and, and, and so on. But right now my granddaughter, Casey, um, she's, you know, 
still just doing the goo and God and stuff like that. And, but she's got a personality. She Mm -hmm. knows when to smile. She knows when to frown at you. (laughs) She knows when to give you that, uh, uh, poopy face. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Things like that. So it's fun reliving those things that, that you may have forgotten. Cause when you're young parents, you're doing it to get it done and move on to the next day, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So as grandparents, even though we're, we're doing a lot more than typical grandparents because we have her just about every afternoon during the week mm-hmm. and usually Sundays. Um, it's fun to relive that, so mm-hmm. to speak. That is so sweet. Oh, my goodness. And the pressure that it's that. not it's not yours. You're and you, the, you give her back every yeah, night. <laughs> we can give her back at some point. Yes, hopefully that's that's the case. And, um, so, But it's enjoyable. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. sweet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got to check. Well, pretty much out of time. Yeah, we are. So you were really nervous of like, I don't know if I can do a podcast. And we just filled like 30 minutes like that. So um, I think you were sandbagging us just a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Time for me to get my own YouTube channel and millions of dollars, right? right. I mean, I, I know some people that can help. I got a classroom full of computers. You just let us know. Um, <laughs> but seriously, thanks for taking the time to come down yeah. and chat. Um, I think it's cool to get different perspective, especially during homecoming week, to have somebody who was part of this for a while and then is still continuing to be a part of everything that happens here is pretty cool. And just like getting to know our teachers as real people, I feel like that's something that like our students don't realize all the time. And I love that we get to do this on the podcast and be like, yeah, we also live in the same area you do. We We also have lives and this is so exciting. And, you know, I think that's awesome. So congrats on your granddaughter. Thank you. That's so exciting. And thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed it. So. (laughs) 